Golf and rock and roll? Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway Don't want no hackers to get in my way The boys and me got a big NASA going it's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet and distinguished member of the North Florida PGA section, Rich B. Oh, yeah, great week here in uh, Central Florida for golf. North Florida senior match play held Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 36 holes on Monday. I got bounced out in the first round, Holly. I stunk it up. But congratulations to our good friend and uh, show member, uh, Freddie Gibson. Freddie wins it again. He is a past champion. Past champion, and he can putt. This guy in match play is death. I mean, he can putt. He makes everything. So if you want to work on something, you know, very easy. Get that putter going in the right direction, and uh, you will have success. Well, somebody who's been pretty hot with the putter over the weekend at the Heritage up there in Hilton Head, Matt Kuchar, Cooch, Cooch with the big win. He's uh, he's got uh, you know that kind of weird delivery with that putter. He's got you know he's got it right on his forearm. He's holding his putter grip on his forearm. You know, kind of a weird looking uh, setup. And his golf swing has really morphed into a totally different thing than what he used to swing like. You know, it's really changed a lot. A lot, I'm telling you. Well, you know, it was a, it was looking like maybe it was going to be another tragic Sunday finish for Matt uh, after uh, three putting the signature 17th par three at Harbor Town. Inside four feet, Rich B. And then, uh, you I know. Miss, I miss, I miss. I miss, I make. And then uh, drains the bunker shot on 18. Hey, good for him. He shot 64. I mean, uh, that's getting it going right there. I mean, you are in the zone. Beat Luke Donald, uh, who had a good tournament, but couldn't get it going the last few holes. He started out with a couple of birdies on the back, but uh, just kind of came in even par and wasn't able to uh, make a run at Matt. But what a what a great what a great finish! They had some rough weather up there, but look at these stats with the wraparound season. Matt Kuchar, talk about a guy! I mean, he's not just trending; he has been on fire. He's my pick at the Masters. I really thought he was going to do well. I mean, he's been playing so well since the McGladry Classic. McGladry Classic. I can say that again. Uh, back in November, Matt has had eleven top tens out of fourteen events. And he missed one cut, and another one of those was a tie for 13th. I yeah, mean, this guy's on fire. He's a money machine. And, and he's born in Winter Park. Yes, he is. Winter and, Park's uh, own. Tied, uh, tied for fifth at the Masters. I think he was a lot of people's picks. Uh, so, and as somebody that's won the Players' Championship, I think he is going to be a, 
a contender for the players as well as the U.S. Open coming you know, up. Okay, so that brings up a great uh, uh, you know question. Now, this guy's been playing. I mean, he's been playing a lot. Uh, is he going to take a break? Do you think, uh, you know, do you see him taking a break? Because the uh, TPC now is in three weeks. Uh, TPC Sawgrass, tournament uh, champion. Oh, I think he's taking this week off for sure. He's not playing at uh, the TPC in New Orleans, which, uh, of course, we've got the the big easy tournament coming up there, the Zurak Classic. So that should be an interesting week. All kinds of good food happening up there, Rich B. Food, music, in, uh, festivals, Cajun, and fun. Cajun country. Some crawfish boil. You know, and Billy Horschel won it last year. What happened? You know, I'm not hearing a whole lot out of Billy this year. Billy Horschel, uh, right out of Florida, University well, of Florida. Maybe this will be the time for him to, to catch fire. And uh, speaking of the University of Florida, Florida, Buddy Alexander announcing that he's retiring as uh, the coach of the Gators. And we had Buddy on a few weeks ago. And Buddy also he drove him right into retirement, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Buddy had a had a hole in one in the par three tournament at, at Augusta. So also of uh, you know coach and uh, mentor of Matt Every who won here at Bay Hill. So uh, great, um, you know, just one of our best best coaches in the business, Buddy Alexander. So congratulations for Buddy. He's got to hang up uh, the coaching sticks. So, anyway, Richby, uh, Michelle Wee winning in Hawaii. Hey, that's her home state. I know you love to watch the women on the LPGA. She had a bit of a disappointing finish uh, playing against Lexi Thompson at the um, Nabisco. Craft Nabisco, yeah, that was the first major for the LPGA. And she was playing very well, so she's trending up. She is, and maybe this... uh, is is a good thing that uh, you know we're going to see a lot more of Michelle because she's certainly been uh, you know a, a great talent that we thought we would see. Much and she's more been around for quite point. a while. Well, she came out awful young, as you remember, on the tour on the tour, and um, you know looked at playing in some of the PGA events, which she took a lot of criticism for. You know, instead of really focusing on making her her name and and career with the LPGA. So I think she's got that behind her. What what do you think about that putting stroke, Rich B? Hard to watch. Uh, and, you know, I, you know, I was looking at her stats, and she's, you know, got 29, 28, you know, putts per round. So, uh, it's you know, putting is average. You know, I mean, if you got 26, 24 putts, you know, that's good. That's real good. So, uh, you know, she, she's always been struggling with her putter and, uh, but obviously, she's finding a way to win in her home state of Hawaii. And golf's most interesting man, Jimenez. And hell, winning in his first Champions Tour <laughs> event over in Malaysia. Oh, my gosh. You got to love that guy. You know, if we don't have enough stories going on in golf right now, then you're just not paying attention because, boy, it was great. It was a great tournament and. Uh, great, great field. Freddie, of course, uh, in the mix there. Um, Freddie's getting paid. He's getting that check. He is. He's 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 racking it up. He's you know no problem for for Freddie in retirement. Who knows who knows when he will hang it up? But I think as long as he keeps contending in the Masters, Freddie's going to keep on playing. So really fun, fun weekend in golf. That's for sure. Anything out of the Sentinel, Rich B? Before we go to break. Yeah, the uh, the Sentinel says uh, Matt Kuchar. Number four on the money list. That's pretty strong right there. Uh, good start to the year for Matt. He's got, uh, what's he got here? About 3.2 mil. How's that? That's not a bad year. 
And his wife is kind of cute. And you know, they showed the picture of the family in the... In and the, that plaid jacket looks darn oh, good on sucks. that coocher, doesn't you know, it? He wanted the green jacket is what he wanted. You don't want that plaid one. That's for sure. Uh, you got a point there. But um, the, the Heritage, one of the great tournaments up there at Harbor Town. Uh, and what a what a great finish. We've got lots more golf to talk about. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740, the game. Stay with us. We have Tim Rosefort from the Golf Channel coming up next. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Gulf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B. And Rich, when it comes to Gulf Insiders, we have the rock star of all Gulf Insiders next on our show. Yeah, Holly, you're pulling some pretty I've decent talent. I've been tracking him down, <laughs> and I'm telling you, worse than Freddie Couples, if that's possible. But our next guest is... Uh, Reporter for the for Golf Digest, Golf World, and Golf Channel, NBC. You saw him for hours during the Masters, and he was recently named the recipient of the 2014 PGA Lifetime Achievement Award in Journalism, which was awarded at the Golf Writers Association of America annual spring dinner and award ceremony in Augusta during the Masters. It is my great pleasure to welcome Tim Rosaford. Hello, Tim. Holly, I feel like a rock star after that intro, and I also got to admit I feel like one being out here in L.A. right now. I'm staying at uh, staying at Riviera, a place where pretty couples had a lot of success, and uh, I'm not that hard to get a hold of, Holly. It's it's not that hard. I'm you know, I'm just teasing you, and you have the clothes, the wardrobe to go along. With a rock star. I mean, you are, other than Todd Lewis, I think, the best dressed on television. No, now you just insulted me, and I hope Todd's listening, because some of those <laughs> pants he puts on, I mean, I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even wear them for pajamas. I, well, uh, especially like, those you know, ta- those Tangelo ones he had on a couple of weeks ago. We gave him a lot of know, grief about those. It's, it's, you know, it works for him, but not for me. What can I say? I'm a little more conservative, but uh, Todd's a great man. I'm big, big buddies with Todd, and he does an awesome job. The dressing, we might have to work on. The journalism, he's got it covered. Well, congratulations on the award. Um, Doing a a few notes here. Uh, You've won more than 40 writing awards, including, and I didn't know such an award existed, the GWAA, which is the Golf Writers Association, Grand Slam for first place magazine coverage in features, columns, event coverage, and special projects. You are demand. Well, I kind of figured that I kind of looked at that and realized I won in all four categories. I kind of made that the the grand slam, but I hope I wasn't intended to be self-serving, especially because I am not even like the bronze medalist compared to uh, Jaime Diaz, Alan Shipnuck's doing great in the contest of SI, you know, Michael Bimberger, Dan Jenkins. I mean, there's there's some people that can really, really bring it. I'm... uh, you know, I'm sort of bringing up the rear, but I'm a, a working man's uh, uh, two handicap, I guess, that, that got lucky in a couple of contests. All right. Hey, t- you know, speaking of two handicaps now, everybody's dying to know, you played Riviera today? Yeah. I made two pars, 
I'm not <laughs> handicapped. I'm uh, I'm working too much. It's my only excuse. Um, I, I have nothing else to excuse it on except too many lessons. Uh, I guess too many years buying the keyboard and not enough on the golf course. But anyway, it was a lot of fun. Uh, played with a real cool guy that I met out here a couple of years ago that's running the forum, and um, he shot 72. <laughs> so, uh, you know. It was a great day to watch him shoot 72. Obviously, my play didn't bother him. And, uh, you know, on we go to, uh, to the next uh, to the computer. And I'm going to go back out and hit some balls this afternoon. You know, I'm working on a story on Eddie Marins and Bel Air. And part of the reason I'm out here, they're having this big uh, uh, fundraiser called the Friends of Golf, the Fog. And, um, you know, I talked to Eddie, got some lessons from him on the phone. I was. The recipient this year is Butch Harmon, so I got a couple tips from him. So, you know, by tomorrow, I hope to make at least three pars whenever I get a chance to play. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff two. going on in that head, a right? A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Hey, Tim, I um, want to get your thoughts on, on the Masters. And, of course, uh, Bubba's uh, second victory. He made a surprise visit to the Golf Channel's morning drive, yeah. which uh, I happened cool. to catch. Really cool. A very revealing interview. Um, so t- give us your thoughts on, on uh, Bubba's win. Well, Bubba sucked the drama out of the Masters just by playing so well. I mean, especially, you know, when he hit that, that wedge in the 15 and, you know, Jordan Spieth's looking at it like, what do I got to do here, you know? It's yeah. incredible. Um, and so, and, you know, Bubba's, you know, he's been doing all the right things. Um, you know, the, the, the morning drive stuff was great, but just, you know, the way he's going back to, to Baghdad finally and, you know, the way he embraced his kid and his wife and the family and the, I thought it was really cool that he, he wrapped his head around the um, the whole drive ship and putt competition, and so fantastic. You know, he won a lot of people over with that. I think a lot of people, quite honestly, don't know how to take Bubba. Don't know whether they like want to be a fan of his or you know didn't know what to think of him. I think he won a lot of people. Uh, not only won the golf tournament and what that means, second Masters in two years, three years, obviously, but he also won a lot of people over. And that's in the game of golf. It's seemingly more important than any other sports. You know, we just got this Palmer documentary, and it's really all about how he looked at people and, you know, he, he connected with them. And, um, you know, in golf, that's an important deal, whether both both the men's tour and the women's tour. And it doesn't seem to be as much in other sports. It's really you know, how many points you score, how many championships you win. It's not as much built around, um, you know, sportsmanship and, and just, you know, treating people right. Well, speaking of that, um, you know, a lot of people had been introduced to, to Bubba, you know, a couple of years earlier. He's a very popular guy, you know, the, the sure. wor- working man's golfer, having been self-taught. Um, but, uh, you know, the Tiger factor here, a lot of uh, a lot of discussion out there about, you know, Tiger being absent from the game and some stories that have popped up the last couple of days about, you know, the devastating impact on the uh, dollars and cents in the golf industry. Uh, you know, what's your feeling about that? What, you know, what do we need to do in terms of golf and uh, televising golf to get more people to, uh, you know, get behind some of these great players, young players out there now? You know, I'm fine. And I think the golf people, people who are golf fans are really fine. I think, um, you know, you're looking for that exponential woods bump uh, that, that just is a byproduct of not really, you know, creating new golf fans or golf participants as much as it is sports fans who love to see greatness and that's that's essentially why uh 
you know, he's on the, on the screen so much and why the ratings are up as much as they are because of the fascination with him. And, you know, but I hear you, Holly. There's, you know, the numbers are the numbers, and they drive, they drive, you know, ratings, and they drive advertising, and they drive eyeballs, and they drive, you know, the business um, from the Golf Channel, you know, and Golf Digest right on down. So, uh, you know, not good, but we've been here before in 2008. It's kind of like, the, you know, with Woods. Kind of the same time the economy went down, and you know now I'm out here, and everybody's saying economy's back up. I mean, I know there's a lot of jobless people, but they're selling real estate out here like crazy. People with money have money, so you know I don't think um, you know in some respects we'll get by, we'll make it, just like the country did, you know, is trying to do. Um, and so I think that's what's going to happen with Tiger. I mean, we just had a total a false ceiling. It was you know making another comparison. It was like this, you know when the stock market was so high because of the, of the, you know, the computer industry and the software. I mean, it was just sort of a false ceiling that eventually came back. Same thing, you know, and, and with Woods, it's just, you know, you can't count on that forever. And unfortunately, uh, we're on an, in another holding pattern. And in the bigger picture to that, obviously, is the Nicholas record and ultimately whether he's going to get back and get healthy and have enough time to recreate himself again and, uh, you know, make this a serious run toward, toward 18 and 19 majors. We're talking to Tim Rosenfort from Golf Digest and the Golf Channel. Uh, so jumping off to uh, some of the newbies that were playing in in uh, the Masters, including, you know, Rookie of the Year, Jordan Spieth. I mean, I think he handled himself beautifully. Well, you know, a lot of people were down on Holly, as you know, for the – I don't even think it was temper. I think it was just frustration. I mean, I didn't see him angry or like – Call it passion know, and emotion. Yeah, I mean – and, and and who, you know, I mean, I refer to Palmer documentary, who I'm watching this. I mean, who had more, who emoted more of that than Palmer, you know, whether it was missing a putt or making a putt. And so, you know, maybe I'm saying this because I like Speed so much and I think he's great for the game and I didn't really think it was that big a deal. Um, you know, there's, there's a way to channel that. Woods does it and he's won 14 majors, so it didn't seem to bother him. You know, let's see what, what happens with Jordan here, if it's going to be a pattern or if it's just that was the first time there and it was so close and he, you know, he couldn't get it done. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but uh, let's let's just see how it factors long term. I mean, we always get, get caught up in, in the immediate thing and you got to look at whatever you're looking at in golf, you got to look at it over the long term. We'll see how he manages himself, if he can win you know, showing that type of emotion or if he has to change his act a little bit and, and calm down a little bit to an eye. I mean, I don't know. He, he got a little, you know, it wasn't anger or it wasn't frustration uh, at when he won John Deere. He was jumping around enthusiastically. And so, you know, people like to see, people like to see that. I mean, in some regards, it's, it's better than just seeing a guy trying to hold it all in, I think. I mean, it's better. It makes for better TV. I'm right there with you. I completely agree. So as we look towards uh, the Players' Championship here in a couple of weeks and on to the U.S. Open at Pinehurst, uh, how do you see uh, the second major shaping up? I like the first one, you know, and that it's going to be wide open, a golf course with no rough like Augusta. Um, you know, Bub has told us that great anecdote uh, on morning drive. When, when oh, that was priceless. When, when he putted down at 12 and he said, hey, you're going to use that shot at Pinehurst. I mean, uh, and Matt Kuchar, who just won, is, is great around greens, too. It's really going to be a chipping contest. I mean, yeah, if you really hit it off the map, you can be a clump of that of that grass or in that sand that, that Crenshaw and Coor, you know, dug out and, 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 uh, and recreated a, as a, you know, a pine earth the way it used to be. 
outside the ropes anyway, or outside the, the, the rough line. And uh, so it's all going to be around the greens there and who's imaginative. And, I mean, Michael Campbell was obviously a come-from-nowhere winner uh, in, in 2005, and, and Payne Stewart was – that was his third major in uh, 2000, in 1999. So it's produced two different types of open champions in, in this in the last, so what, since 99. Uh, I still think it's going to come down to what happens around the green. So who gets a good bad break and who can handle the nerves – on those lightning fast raw screens that everything uh, falls away from the hole. Hey, we only have a minute left here, Tim, and I appreciate you coming on this evening on the golf insiders. Is there any idea or has anybody heard anything about tiger's comeback? I mean, do anybody's, you know, have any idea when he might actually go back to the, you know, tour? Well, it's all conjecture. The only, if you're reading kind of the tea leaves or reading uh, the commissioner, uh, Tim Fincham or Noda, the big tiger's buddy, that's one of his best friends. They both intimated it. It could be after the U.S. Open. Uh, so uh, I think in Fisham's case, he was talking more about the players. And I think in Notice case, he might have been talking a little bit more about the U.S. Open. I don't know. That was That's an interpretation. Either way, it doesn't look like he's coming back for, for at least to the British. And then, like I said, you know, it's just a matter of how he manages it when he does get back. If he comes back too soon and tweaks it again, if he – waits too long and then gets rusty, comes back to the PGA, does, you know, trying to start all over again. He's not going to be able to hit a lot of balls, that's for sure. And he, and he obviously isn't, wasn't comfortable, totally comfortable with the swing this year. And, you know, maybe that's the byproduct of his back being bad and not working with Sean enough or but with himself enough. Or, you know, maybe it's just the fact that uh, that's a tough swing to learn, whether you're, whether you're healthy or not healthy. Last question before we let you go, Tim. Um, speaking of Sean Foley, a golf Digest ranked him number two teacher uh, this year. Um, what do you think it's going to take? Is it going to take Tiger winning a major for him to become number one? Uh, what, do, what do you think? Well, it's tough to surpass Butch. I mean, he's kind of, you know, the, the main, the big head on Mount, Mount Rushmore among golf instructors, obviously. And, I mean, if, if Tiger would win a, a U.S. Open, I'm sorry, a major championship, I mean, I think that changes the, the conversation because he's already – got a U.S. Open champion in Justin, obviously, and, you know, Hunter's one of the best ball strikers on tour. And so, um, you know, his work is, is proven to work. Um, and it worked with Tiger last year. I mean, he won five times. So let's not ignore that. So I just think it's a hard one, hard swing to, to keep going over time. It's, it, it, there, are, there is a lot to it. Um, it it's very – it seems scientific. Uh, but, again – um, it's proven to work. It's just it's a question of, you know, can you keep it? Can you own it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it seemed like you know, throughout the whole evolution of Woods, the only time he really owned the swing is when I, he was working with Butch. But, um, you know, that, that relationship came to an end, and you know, he's been through, you know, obviously Hank and, and Sean, and, you know, maybe more or maybe not. Maybe he stays with Sean, and, and this is his guy till the end. Well, like anything with Tiger, we're not going to know about the injury or we're not going to know about Sean until Tiger lets us know and he's ready to let us know because nothing comes out of that can't. It's airtight. One thing we know is Tim Roosevelt, one of the best in our business, the most trusted and knowledgeable golf insider, and it has been a pleasure to have you on our show. Thanks, Tim, for taking a few minutes out. And uh, go My back pleasure. and hit some balls. I'm going to go head down the range right now and hit some more rocks. All Let's right. Go. Tim Rosenford, check him out, Golf Digest, Golf World, and the Golf Channel. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740. The game will be right back.
Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B, and a little change up in our lineup tonight, but uh, always our big dog here at the Golf Insiders, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, checking in with us. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you on the road? You home this week? I am home. Thank you. Ah, a nice break. But uh, yeah, thank you. Louisiana is a fun, fun place to go have a little crawfish and uh, some good food. But New Orleans is uh, never, never a place that disappoints. You've been there a few times, I know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a great place for a tour event too. You know, I don't think this is the greatest spot on the schedule, but it's a uh, it's a great place, you know, for the tour to go. And uh, you're right, can't beat the. Uh, food in the atmosphere well first let's get your thoughts on matt kuchar looking like he was maybe going to let it slip away sunday at harbor town the way a few of these events have gone the last few weeks for matt but uh after three putting it on 17 holds it out from the bunker on 18 pretty uh pretty amazing swing there in two holes and he ends up winning the tournament yeah i mean and all of a sudden now his last month looks really good it's completely compared to, uh, you know, why can't he close the deal? You know, it's funny how that how that works. Uh, he's he's basically contended for four straight weeks. And, you know, the other thing is, is who plays that run of tournaments? Uh, San Antonio, Houston, Masters, and, and, uh, and Hilton Head. Usually there's some combination of those four, but not all four. So not only did he play in all four, but he – he contended in all four, and now he finally got a win. And all of a sudden, you know, look at the kind of year that he's had already. It's, uh, I believe, he's had eight top tens. He's only missed one cut uh, out of uh, eleven tournaments. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, he is. He's racked up um, not only some dollars, but has moved uh, what now into third place in the FedEx Cup standings. So, pretty, uh, pretty big victory for him. How do you see, you know, Matt now in the mix as we go to the Players' Championship and then on to the U.S. Open at Pinehurst? Well, he's he's proving time and again that, you know, he might be the most consistent guy in golf. Um, you know, he's he's just compiled this record here over the last five or six years where he contends a lot. Now, he doesn't win a lot, but he contends a lot, and... Uh, you know, so I think you, and, and it doesn't seem to matter where it is, actually. You know, he seems to to have success everywhere. He won the Players' Championship two years ago. Uh, you know, I don't know why he couldn't contend at Pinehurst. Uh, you know, it's all it's all a matter of, uh, you know, are the stars aligned, I think, because he, he seems to have a golf swing that repeats. It gets him in play. He hits a lot of greens. Uh, he's got the short game, despite what happened on the 17th hole the other day. Uh, you know, it just seems to have nothing great, but a lot of things solid, and it's uh, translated into this run of success that we've seen. 
Another guy who has just been on a string of tournament play here, Jordan Spieth. I mean, this guy, you know, coming off the Masters, uh, still had a pretty good showing at Harbor Town. What do you, what do you, what are your impressions of Jordan? Yeah, I thought it would have been uh, not a surprise if he just sort of ran out of gas and missed the cut or had a poor finish or, uh, you know, I mean, given given all that he went through at the Masters and all the all the build up and the pressure and the and the, the the obvious letdown that you would think might occur after that, uh, and yet I think he ended up finishing 12th. He had to shoot a good final round to do it, but that's still pretty good. You know that uh, that, that shows you something. He, he summoned something there to to put another good tournament together. And you know it's uh, he, I think things are trending really nicely for him. The fact that he's he's kind of put himself in these positions now a bunch of times and. Uh, you know, he's won a tournament. He's contended in a major. He's had some weekend issues that he's learned uh, learned through. And now, you know, heck, 20 years old. <laughs> you know, I mean, think that's about why it. he's got that energy, Bob. We had that 14, energy once. That's right. That's right. Four, he's 14 years away from the age Phil was when he won his first major. I mean, you know, it's. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, he, he's got so much time, and uh, you know, I hope he, I hope he doesn't get impatient because it's, uh, you know, he's got all the markings, the makings here of a, of a really good career. Uh, certainly, a disappointing Masters for Phil, missing the cut. Um, what were some of his comments, and what do you think? Uh, you know, looking at the U.S. Open, do you think Phil is going to ever win a U.S. Open? You know, I mean, we always used to wonder and say about Norman and the Masters. And you just thought it was inevitable that it was going to happen. It's sort of been the same with Phil. You know, um, uh, isn't, uh, isn't, isn't Phil going to win a U.S. Open? I mean, of, of all the tournaments for him to, to have contended in so often, the U.S. Open to me would seem to be the last one. You know, because it's it's a tournament that requires really straight driving, and 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 it takes away, or typically has taken away a lot of the short game creativity that he's so good at. You know, a, a lot of the times the shots around the greens or from the rough are sort of potluck, uh, because if you drive it in there, you're having to wedge it out. And but yet he's managed to almost win it all these times. I mean. Uh, and I would think Pinehurst sets up even better for him than the other U.S. Open venues because it's not going to have that deep rough. It's going to have the shaved areas off the green and greens where we're chipping or putting or bump and run shots, which, you know, involve kind of thinking. You know, he's great at that, and he takes a lot of time to figure out what's best. I, I would think it sets up really, really nicely for him to win. But you know that's that's a, a big leap from all of that to to actually winning. I mean, you got to have everything going. You got to got to be hitting the ball well. You got to be making putts. Uh, you know, I was convinced he was going to win at Marion last year. Uh, you know, it just and, and you know even on the back nine when he hold that shot on the, I believe it was the tenth hole, you know, it just looked ordained that he was going to do it. But yet he let it slip away. Uh, Justin Rose, of course, played a really really good final round too. And then, you know, out of nowhere, he wins the, the British Open. So, uh, you know, that's the other thing to guard against. There's going to be so much talk about Phil going into this tournament, so much talk. And uh, is, is that, 
you know, is that going to be tough for it, for him, for uh, him to overcome? I mean, it's just, you know, golf is not really a game that, you know, where one guy just stands out. He just goes out and does what everybody thinks. You know, it, it, the U.S. Open has eluded a lot of great players' career, you know, victory. Uh, you know, like Arnold Palmer never won the PGA, and uh, Sam Snead never won a U.S. Open. Is that correct? I think it's something That's like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and Tom, so, Tom Watson never won a PGA. Uh, you know, the, the, the U.S. Open was the big, uh, you know, hole in Sam Snead's resume. It had... Like Phil, he had a bunch of chances. You know, you sometimes just wonder, is he destined for that? Um, but, um, uh, you know, he's one of the things I really like about Phil is he's made no secret of his desire to win it. You know, he's he's not shied away from that. He's talked about that a lot. It would be a career grand slam for him. Only five guys have done that. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I I think we all pretty much agree he's, he's running out of time. I mean, you know, he's only, you know, realistically got a few years left to do it. He's going to be 44 the weekend of the tournament this year. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure Phil has the ability to compete to age 50 or so, but you know, we're, we're then you're starting getting into territory where it's just not realistic. So I think this is the, um, you, know, the you know, this is an important year if he's going to get it done and, I think it'll be fun if he's in the mix. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, we're uh, we're we're going to have an interesting couple of weeks coming up with the Players Championship, and then uh, on on to Pinehurst. Are you staying for the back-to-back tournaments, Bob, or are you just going to be there for the uh, men's? I'm only going to be there for the men. We got another crew coming in for the women, uh, but you're right. That is going to be a very unique situation and a really uh, I think it's going to be great for women's golf, uh, just the fact that it's talked about so much and, and, and you know, how they compare the very next week on the same course. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. All right. It's always fun to talk to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We've got more golf coming up. Stay tuned. I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I got my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steer well. We're back, the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Hey, this is uh, as good as it gets as far as golf weather. It is absolutely beautiful. How's everything at the creek? Hunter's Creek, yeah, under new management. Celebration Golf Management took it over April 1st. And uh, they do a very good job. You know, they've uh, taken over a few of the golf courses here locally. But, uh, hey, golf is, uh, you know, now into the summer swing. The locals take over and the prices go down. 
And uh, that's what's going on at Hunter's Creek. So uh, stop by, check us out. And uh, check us out on uh, thegolfinsiders.com. Golfinsiders.com, Facebook, The Golf Insiders. We're tweeting, and you can listen to us anywhere on any mobile device on iHeartRadio. We are big. iHeart Insiders, Golf Insiders. Golf Insiders, <laughs> iHeartRadio, 740 The Game, and uh, you can you can listen to us anywhere. So, Rich B., another event uh, that was going on uh, up in Palm Coast the last couple of days, the American Athletic Conference Women's Golf Championship played up at Hammock Beach Resort in Palm Coast and uh, won by Louisville. University of Louisville beating out our UCF Lady Knights by one, one shot. One shot. All right, now you've got how many players on each team and what? Uh, well, in the conference, uh, there was there was Louisville, UCF, SMU, Memphis, USF, Cincinnati, and Rutgers. Now you got five players or four? Uh, five, I believe. Yeah, and four count. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. By the end of the week or the uh, you know, the three, three rounds, day. one stroke <laughs> is the difference. Yeah, Louisville shot a fifty-one over par nine fifteen. Uh, to win by one stroke. The Cardinals shot rounds of 314, 302, and 299 and placed three individuals among the top 10. UCF, which shot the second lowest round of the day on Tuesday, finished second with a three-round 52 over par total of 916. And um, I ran into yesterday, Rich B., Mary Bryan, as you may remember, Mary uh, used to frequent the Golf Insider Show and longtime player for the LPGA and was the assistant coach at UCF under Courtney Trimble. And Courtney got the head coach job at Louisville, and Mary went with her. So that must have been. Um, I can't of, believe uh, the luck of that. Now that Mary's a, an Irish gal anyway, and she's lucky. And she was here, right? She, they, you know, they were doing uni- University of Central Florida. Yeah, did a great job bringing that team. And Courtney pulls yeah. off the job at Louisville, and I bet you old, uh, Mary Bryant was just so excited when she got that news. Yeah, well, we had uh, That's ho- her hometown, right? Yeah, we had hoped to chat with her for a couple of minutes, but you know, Mary, it's um, she's another one that's hard to hard to pin down. But um, um, congratulations to uh, to the Louisville Cardinals on their win over over UCF and um, you know always something going on here in Central Florida Rich B so what's happening next with the North Florida PGA section North Florida PGA section's uh, season's about to start up and and you know go into full swing you know I don't know why they play it in the summer it's a little hotter but it is a little slower so they do have plenty of opportunities to play Holly what's your golf game looking like these days I haven't seen or heard a whole peep out of you well, we're you know just getting back into the back into the motion, Rich B. You know, I had this crazy thing with plantar fasciitis, and if anybody's been through that, it's one of the most painful things you can experience. I mean, literally, you can't get out of bed in the morning. Your Whamulance. tendons are tight as rubber bands, and um, took me took me a couple of months of rehab to get through that, but. Sean Gorgon, who we've had on uh, the show a couple of times. I'm, I'm doing a little work with Sean. We're we're working on the game a little bit, so you better watch out. It's gonna be uh, gonna be fun. Gonna be fun uh, to see how see how that 
game turns up the next time we the next time we tee it up. You know, and Sean's always got something going on. He's a very busy guy. That Sean Gorgon. So, Rich, would you um um talk to me a little bit about what you think is going to happen at the U.S. Open? You think you think Phil's got a chance at Pinehurst this year? I do. You know, and you know, uh, <clears throat> as uh, uh, Bob Herrig was saying, you know, it, it's part of the Grand Slam, you know, and this would mean so much to him. It's a USGA event, United States Golf Association. They run all these events. Phil, I'm sure, won as a junior, you know, and he wants to win as an, uh, you know, as the professional level. And uh, you know what? And the U.S. Open is the uh, the uh, the gold star standard in in anybody's career if you win that, you know, like. Uh, uh, just thinking about some of the past champions. You well, know. I think it's going to be it's going to be bring back a lot of memories. You remember um, Payne Stewart, of course, winning in '99, and that was on the eve of Phil having his first child. And I think everybody remembers that that embrace of the two of them on the 18th hole um, when when um, Payne Payne won the tournament. So I think you know the, there's going to be a lot that Phil's going to draw on going back to back to Pinehurst. Let's look at some of the some of the new. New kids on the block. You see somebody like a Jordan Spieth being able to win his first major. Matt Every. Ah, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm Patrick going, Reed. Yeah, there you Mr. go. Mr. Top Five. I, you know, I'm going with the veteran, the wily veteran. You know, uh, this, you know, is is the National Open champion. You know, this is the tournament of for the year for you know golf, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, it's just the pressure is so immense. And, you know, and it's cool that Phil was there, and he's played this golf course, and he's played well. So How about Bubba? I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, you know, this is, you know, where I, I like Matt Coocher. Let me go with Cooch. Stay with Cooch. I'm on the Cooch bandwagon. Ah, uh, maybe this is uh, the time for Dustin Johnson to step up. How you about know, that I'm pick? going with Coocher because he's been playing, and he's playing hard. And he must, something's on his mind. He wants to win. I mean, nobody's going to be out there for as long as he's been. That's really going out on a limb. How about, how about Jimmy Walker? Nice. Good guy. Been around a while, but now having some great success. So uh, I think it's going to shape up to be a very, very interesting U.S. Hey, Open. the TPC at Sawgrass. Now, there's a great golf tournament here, and that's the fifth major. That's going to, was that, three weeks away? Three weeks away. You and I will be up there. Ponte Vedra. All righty. <laughs> spend a little quality time. That's right. So uh, thanks to our golf insiders this evening, Tim Rosefort, as well as Bob Herrig, always uh, great contributors to the show. And uh, Mary Bryan, wherever you are out there, we're sorry we missed chatting with you, but c- congratulations. How about Dr. Geo? And Dr. Geo, who... We're going to talk to next week from Winter Park, who is key to Matt Kuchar's success uh, on the mental side of the game. So we can't wait to talk to Dr. Geo next week. That's it for the Golf Insiders. We're out of here. We appreciate you listening. Thanks so much.